Welcome to Healthcare Hacks and Connections Podcast. Here you will learn all things podcasting, acquiring amazing tips and tricks required to transform your podcast into an essential tool to grow your business. On this show, we will bring in expert guests from across the healthcare spectrum. They will share their personal stories, discuss their struggles, and give real examples of how a podcast helped to grow their business. Now let's head into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today I have Marco Torres with us. Marco is the founder of marketingboost.com. He has helped thousands of business owners worldwide boost sales and scale their business. So that is basically what we're going to be talking about today is helping you guys to, uh, you know, figure out your marketing a little bit, but also to see how you can scale your business. Also, we're going to talk about some lead generation and lead magnets. So I just want to thank Marco for coming on the podcast. Great. Nathan, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. All right, Marco. Well, thank you for coming on. And uh, so for the listeners that don't know you, can you just give a little quick introduction about yourself? Sure. So I have been an internet marketer since the very early days, very early adapters so about 1996, got involved in internet marketing. So I've been involved you know, in the field, watching the evolution of the internet since before Google, before Facebook. I should be a multi-billionaire, but I'm not. So <laughs> being that I've been involved with it since day one, but yeah. almost since day one. But anyway, uh, I've, been, uh, I've been in the travel space. I've helped many retailers. I've helped all types of industries and niches. So hopefully I can bring some value bombs that some of your listeners might be able to implement some of the ideas. My most recent business that I'm focused on that I'm most excited about, I mean, since I was, you know, give you an idea, when I was 23, I owned five restaurants and a nightclub by the time I was 23. I went on to generate uh, a lot of sales for some big companies and my own companies. In my career, over a billion dollars in sales I've been a part of generating. And nice. so uh, currently what I focus on is a company called marketingboost.com. And this is a our uh, a tool. It's a what we do with Marketing Boost is we help entrepreneurs around the world scale and grow with the use of incentives to help acquire more clients or close more deals or, mm-hmm. or lead generation or to uh, solicit testimonials and reviews. There's a lot of ideas that I can share in here that might be pertinent to your audience, which I understand is the, in, the, in the medical field so, uh, or health business. And so, uh, yeah, I'll love to talk about that and, and kind of brainstorm with you on ideas that could be used by some of your listeners to mm-hmm. uh, to help their businesses. Yeah. So I think the first thing that comes to mind when you say incentivize and stuff like that. So are you talking about like gamification? No, actually, what we let me kind of spell out exactly what ours are. We have been in the travel space since the mid 2000. And um, what we came up with is a way for entrepreneurs to be able to add value to their offers. And when I first Mm -hmm. rolled this off my tongue here, some of the some of you in the health space might be thinking, I don't see how I could use these, but I will give you ideas how you could. So our incentives with, with our particular uh, tool are travel incentives. So we offer, for example, complimentary hotel stays from three nights in places like Las Vegas, Orlando, uh, San Diego, Myrtle Beach, Miami Beach, New York, Atlanta, 30 destinations in the U.S., five night stays in places like Cancun, Mexico, Puerto Vallarta, Cabo San Lucas, 
Punta Cana, seven, uh, five night stays in Hawaii, seven night stays are complimentary in places like Phuket, Thailand, or Bali, destinations all over Europe and Australia. Then we offer hotel savings cards that are good at, at over a million hotels worldwide. These come in increments of 100, 200, 300, or $500 in cash credits that help buy down the price compared to the expedience of the world. Mm-hmm. And then we have restaurant savings vouchers that save you, you know, $100, for example, off of uh, with buy one, get one, 25% off, 15% off, off of restaurants at over 100,000 businesses in the U.S. and Canada. So those are the three types of categories of incentives that as a Marketing Boost member, you can give away, you can use them an unlimited amount of any one of the categories for only $37 a month. So it's a no-brainer to consider using our incentives to enhance some of your offerings or for lead generation or to help revive an old dead database or to run contests and promotions in your Facebook group or you know, just different ways of engaging people to listen in to a webinar, for example, to attend a webinar in the first place, to stay till the end, because you're going to, you know, maybe put on a webinar to teach people how to do this or that. And then you're, you know, say, folks, hey, we're giving away. We've got this incredible relationship with our travel partner, and we're going to be giving away three vacations to Cancun at the end of our webinar. So stay till the very end. Stay excited. Stay engaged when we ask questions, because we're going to pick three lucky winners. And, you know, it's just a way to... uh, That's one example of a way to use these, even if you're only using our incentives occasionally for the low price that we offer, we make it real easy to find ways where regardless of the industry you're in, I've got anybody from lemonade stands in Northeast to car dealers in Manhattan, I mean, in Chicago, to insurance agents using our services, realtors, chiropractors, and all types of, you know, uh, health coaches, Fitness coaches, you give me an example. Can I keep on going, Nathan, on ideas? Yeah, yeah, good. Keep going. Um, I think it's it's like so. We can even talk on this maybe a little bit, but like, why do uh, the value add incentives beat discounting prices and, and and or Passover, depending who you know your religion, and whatnot? But a lot of people will like discount prices and whatnot during these times. They'll be like, oh yeah, you'll get 20 percent off or whatever. But what you're saying is like, instead of that, add, add this value add where it's like, maybe like, and this is a way to encourage people to show up to uh, their up to appointments appointment. is you could say like, you know, every, every appointment that you show up to on time, why not you'll get thrown into a raffle at the end of the month and we'll draw and you'll get a ticket to whatever. Yeah, even stronger. Yeah, we do teach exactly that. You're getting the idea, Nathan. Okay. So, for example, one of the challenges that many of us today, we're selling our services via these Zoom calls, and uh, which is a fantastic technology, right? You know, before you had to go knocking on doors or you had to, you know, it was hard to get in front of people or expect them to walk into your business and so on. Now we can be reaching out with email, text messaging, Facebook ads, et cetera, and getting people to book an appointment. But then people book the appointments, they don't show up. So we taught our people to use this the smaller incentives, the what I call a micro incentive for a micro call to action. So mm-hmm. for example, that booking the appointment, hey, book a no obligation consultation, 20 minutes on a Zoom call. We're going to go over and see if, if we're a good fit for each other, if I'm going to be able to help you with your needs or, and if it's a good fit, you know, we'll move on from there. 
But we know your time is valuable. So is ours. If you book an appointment just for the appointment, I'm going to, and if you show up on time, I'm going to reward you with a hundred dollar hotel savings card, good at over a million hotels anywhere, just for showing up to the appointment on time. Now, once you got them on the Zoom call and you make your entire presentation and so forth, you're asking them to take action and go to the next step of booking, you know, coming in in person, writing you a check, you know, so on and so forth. Now it might be, by the way, we are running a promotion this month for the first 10 new clients that come in the door. So if you can uh, if you can make it in this Friday, book the appointment and come into our offices on Friday, we will reward you with a complimentary hotel stay for three nights in Las Vegas on us. Or maybe you're going to say, you'll, you know, for just for walking in the door, when you come in for your appointment, we're going to reward, you know, you'll be entered into a chance to win. Or just some of these ideas, for example, maybe mm-hmm. you use another, the restaurant savings card. You could, again, it's A-B testing on using these incentives to help persuade people to take the next step, to take the next action, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. So those are, you know, you're getting the idea, Nathan, exactly on how to use these. But then let's talk about discounting in general. As you mentioned earlier, it's so tempting to discount. You know, I've been in, in helped many a business owner in different fields, and we're all competing against, you know, a myriad of competitors in, in whatever niche you're in. And it's tempting to start discounting to try to be the lowest on the price on the block to make sure you get the client and you end up racing to the bottom. And you also end up training your consumers to not take action with you until the next discount. So, you know, one of the ways that you, you know, again, so you kind of really want to try to avoid that as much as possible. It makes sense to do to have promo cycles and do some things, but that that's where we still recommend it with your promo cycle, instead of offering a discount, Add more value. And what could that value be? Mm-hmm. Even with your own products and services. For example, let's suppose you're a chiropractor. You might say, look, if you book, you know, if you book four sessions with me, I give you the fifth one free. You know, you add more units, add more value. If you're a, uh, a fitness coach, you might say uh, uh, you might have a quick start goal program. Look, here's the deal. We've talked. We've seen your goal is to lose 20 pounds you want to do it in 90. Here's what I can get you those 20 pounds lost in 90 days, but we're going to have to do the following things. And I'm going to hold you accountable. We're going to have to do this, Mm -hmm. this, that, and the other. And uh, if you reach that goal in 90 days, if you follow all of my advice and we work this out together in 90 days, when you lose those 20 pounds, I'm going to reward you with a bonus complimentary hotel stay on me to help go to Orlando, Florida, take your family. You're going to be able to show off that new bikini body with 20 pounds lighter. All right. So let's, Let's get this done, you know, and then, or if you're in, uh, again, those are just, you know, again, dangling that carrot, make them earn it by creating some scarcity and urgency. And also like a loyalty program, you might say, I'm the chiropractor, you know, it's going to take us, this doesn't happen overnight. We're going to need to work with you for a period of time. And this can take to really see the results. It's a minimum of 90 days. And if you, you know, after that, we ought to be sticking around and visiting me once a month for at least six months. So what I'd re- but here's what I can do for you. If you're sick with me as a client for six months on your anniversary, I'm going to reward you with six days and five nights in Cancun, Mexico on me. I've got an incredible relationship with my travel partner, redeemvacations.com and so on. So by the way, Nathan, these incentives, there's, there's no timeshare presentations. There's no hoops to jump through. When we got in this business, we decided we were going to totally revolutionize the industry and make it Super, a win-win-win for the resorts. We talked resorts into joining our program because we talked them into realizing that, you know, hey, they've got a problem that we can solve. They all have empty, unsold rooms. 
rooms that do not get sold because 70% of the year, 30% of their rooms are empty. So yeah. we convince them to participate in a program where we help put warm bodies in those rooms, couples and, and families and so forth. They're going to spend money at the restaurants, the bar, the, the, the spa, the room service, the casino, the gift shop, et cetera. So they're going to get some revenue versus none. People are going to book extra nights. They're going to upgrade room types. And so they're they're going to see some revenue versus none. We started out with just a few, and now we've got hundreds of hotels and 125 destinations around the world. The hotel savings cards are discount cards. So those were good at over a million hotels worldwide. But anyway, the bottom line is it's a win for the resorts. It's a win for the marketing boost member. It only pays us 37 a month, and they can they can use these incentives to, to add value to their offers and their promos and their promo cycles and what mm-hmm. have you. And it's a win for the client because they're getting a room that's the hotel room free. They do have to pay their own airfare, of course, their own food and beverage. They're going to have to pay the government taxes and fees. That's one of the disclosures that we do. So we teach people to do a good, a a simple disclosure going, look, I'm going to give you the hotel room. You're going to be on the hook for your own airfare, food and beverage. And of course, you're going to have to pay the government taxes and, you know, and fees. And so it's with that said, it it works really well. We're, we're, we're fulfilling dozens of thousands of these a month. And, um, We've got these participating resorts around the world that are benefiting so, from it and members benefiting from it. So let's talk about this. As you as a business owner, how have you scaled your business? Well, we've scaled, you know, we've been got really good at marketing. So we've been in advertisers on Facebook, for example. We've spent over $70 million in Facebook ads over the last 10 years for our multiple businesses. You know, and, and not to mention on top of that, you know, Google and YouTube and and so on. So we've been heavy advertisers, which is okay. a, a big part of a big part of growing, right? You've got to be able to to spend some money in advertising. And that, the key to that is making it work, right? With automation. Once you generate a lead, are you automated? And if you need automation in today's world, you need to be able to generate a lead and set up instant email marketing, text message following up, voicemail broadcasting retargeting, bringing them from a Facebook ad back to your, you know, so as they're going across the internet, they're finding you on Google or elsewhere. So having your marketing nuts, your marketing ducks in a row is a big, powerful part of it because one is word of mouth advertising, which I can share some ideas on that that are really important. Mm -hmm. But as you start to grow and you start to invest in advertising, the whole key is, you know, really hone in on it. So you're making sure that for every dollar you're putting in, you're spitting an extra two dollars back out. So there are three or four, whatever you need, so that you're yeah. so that you're seeing that positive revenue. And when you do find that magic ad campaign, here's what a lot of entrepreneurs do too: is they're afraid to spend more. If you found the magic ad campaign that's working and you're putting in ten dollars and spitting out forty, then pour more money on the fire. Keep it going, you know, mm-hmm. until it stops working. When yeah. it stops working, you twist again. But you got to be willing to advert, you know, spend money to make money. Yep, definitely. So you mentioned something about lead magnets there. So what do you even consider a good lead magnet? What what gets people to click? Let's say that. Yeah. All right. So in a lead magnet and, and in the health industry, I think this could be done quite easily. And probably many of your listeners already do. But People are always, you know, they're looking for solutions, right? They've got, you know, a back pain or stomach pain or, you know, they're whatever it is your solution solves, right? So a lead magnet to me is writing a a PDF or a video 
or trainings, you know, you're going to provide a couple of video training on how to, you know, the solution to this problem. And it's really, you're going to give them just enough information to get them curious that they need more. And now they need to, you know, book that appointment with you. So your lead magnet is something you're providing free as the draw card, the customer draw card. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so you're saying, hey, if you want to know more about losing weight without taking a bunch of, you know, without being on diet and so on and so forth, watch this quick video. That's the lead magnet. Download this quick video. But now do you really want to be able to capture their name, phone number, and email at least when they download that information from you for free? So as you download that information, now a lot of people are getting a little skeptical about giving up their private info to generate, to download that PDF or that or access the video. And so here's where you could use one of our marketing boost incentives to enhance your own lead magnet to make it more attractive to give up their name, phone number, and email. So for example, you could say, download my free two-part video series. And just for downloading, we're going to give you a $100 restaurant savings voucher to go with it. So download that today and get our $100 hotel savings restaurant free, you know, and boom. Or so my question about that is because I've done that before where it's like, cool, let's give out some AirPods away, right? For people going to rate and review the the podcast, stuff like that, right? But a lot of people, they'll do the actions that you say, right? And they'll get thrown into that giveaway. And then those people just disappear. They're only there for that, right? So wouldn't you say instead, wouldn't it be better if that was, you could tailor the giveaway more towards the audience because this just sounds like I can send it to anyone, you know, but it would be, it would be more official to have it be say a package of fitness training, right. Or, you know, a nutritional assessment, something like that. Like I said earlier, if you can come up with your own add on products, okay. Even better. Okay. Or if you, if you can add value, if you've got a course you did last year that you've already done, you can say, hey, when you get this, when you buy this course, I'll give you the course B included free. But when it comes to, for example, the, you know, down when like a moment ago, you said you were giving away the iPhone and iPads or whatever. Those again, at some point, those cost you hard dollars to fulfill. Yes. And that's the beauty of the marketing boost incentives is it's only costing you $37 a month and you give away as many of them as you want. So it doesn't, it's not really, that. it doesn't really matter to you if some of the leads that you're going to get were really not interested in the PDF. On the most part though, we have found is that people won't, won't bother to, to click on your ad in the first place or your marketing strategy yeah. about a PDF about losing weight if they're not interested in losing weight. So there's, so then the incentive wouldn't make any difference. They're not going to take out, download a PDF and give their name, phone number, and email, for example, for information on something they're not interested in the first place, just to get the freebie, unless the freebie is too crazy good. I mean, if you throw in, if you included five nights in Cancun free just for downloading the PDF, yeah, you might be getting people who, but first of all, that's also going to sound too good to be true and it would likely not work anyway. So again, we teach people use micro incentives for micro calls to action so that they're believable. So for example, you don't want to give that expensive iPad away just for downloading your PDF. But you, if anything, you would do something like that. You would be saying, be entered to win. So you would be, yeah. Yeah. So then you'd be saying, you know, you're going to get a chance to win the iPod or the iPad. You're going to get a chance to win my free course, or you're going to get a chance to win six months of my free services. 
You know, those are one way that you can add to it. Another way to do this is with your own services that we talked about a little bit earlier is, for example, you, when you are selling your product, now you've got them on that Zoom call, you're making the pitch, adding more value again instead of discounting. So if you're a fitness coach, you might say, look, I need a minimum of six months with you to make to really make an impact on your life. So if you hire me for six months, I'm going to give you the seventh month free. If you hire me for 12 months, which is what I really would love to see for your benefit and, and to make sure we get what your goals done. You, if you do hire me for 12 months on your 12th anniversary, I'm going to give you the 13th and the 14th month free. Plus, I'm going to throw in this marketing, this you know travel incentive. And travel right now is booming. It's back. I call it revenge travel. People are so tired of the darn lockdowns and the and the and the the whole disasters we've been in in the last couple of years. That people are now. The, I've never seen so many of these incentives being being used, being activated. Being people are traveling uh, like never before. So the timing is perfect to test this and plug them in with some of some of your offers. Again, marketing boost is not the magic bullet to solve all of your problems overnight. It's one of the tools that you should be doing to help acquire more leads, to re-engage an old database, to solicit reviews. Let's talk about soliciting reviews. We all need reviews, Nathan. Any business today, if you don't have enough reviews on your site, you don't have the social proof. When we started this business, that's how it was born. We, we wanted to generate video testimonials from our travelers to from another website, travel site we had. And so we came up with this idea of how can we get people to go through the extra step of giving us a selfie video review yeah. versus just writing a review or something. So we would we came up with a survey. And Nathan, this is an idea that any business owner should use. We came up with a survey when we expected people to be at their peak of happiness, which would be like the day after check-in. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we would uh, email and text them the day after they checked into the hotel and, be, and say, hey, how is this hotel living up to your expectations? How was the process of checking in? How was our service so far? And uh, rate us on a scale of one to five. If they gave us a four or five, our automation would immediately send them a text message and email saying, fantastic, we're glad you're thrilled. Would you do us a huge favor and help us spread the word about this hotel and brand and our brand? If you would give us a selfie video testimonial from the pool, the bar, the restaurant, we'll reward you with a complimentary hotel stay in Orlando or Las Vegas. And we started generating hundreds and then thousands of these video testimonials. And uh, we were leveraging those all over our website, generating thousands of additional sales, millions of dollars of additional revenue. And then when people started to raise their hands saying, hey, we want to we use that free trip that you promised, we had to pay for those out of our own pocket, which was expensive. But then we're yeah. like, well, we were benefiting from it. So it was OK. But we came up with it. And then we had to scratch our heads and say, how can we not have to pay for these rooms? So then we went back to our hotel partners and said, hey, we know you got this problem we talked about earlier. Your rooms, 30% of the year, they're not, they're, I mean, 70% of the year, 30% of your rooms are empty. We can help you fill them up. And so we talked these hotels into participating originally just in Orlando and Vegas, where we were giving away those trips. So we solved our own solution for fulfilling those incentives. Mm -hmm. And then we thought about, man, if we only had hundreds of destinations and hotels all over the world doing this, we'd have a business in a box to sell. And so that's what we did. Today, we now have 125 destinations, hundreds of resorts that participate. And uh, so it's a win, win, win is a win. I mentioned, like I said earlier, win for the resort, win for the client, a win for the Marketing Boost member. But the testimonials is the key I'm talking about. Doing that kind of a survey, if you get a four or five, boom, you're asking them to do a, a, a video review of your business, for example. Mm 
Mm-hmm. If you get a one, two, or three, shoot, you need to know that too, because then you need to jump all over the client who's not happy, solve the problem, and then maybe offer them an incentive for a review. And now you've turned somebody who's upset into a evangelist for your brand and you turn them around. So mm-hmm. you, you, you need to know one way or the other, but you only want to solicit, idea, you know, if they've given you a four or five, those are the ones you want to ask for the reviews. And the ones that are not happy, you obviously want to fix the problem and then ask for the review. If you don't ask for reviews, the only ones you're going to get are the, typically the ones that are unhappy because, psycho, you know, another psychology, we all know that it, we expect to be happy when we buy somebody's product or service. So when we're happy, we don't bother to write a review. If we're unhappy, we want to tell the whole world. So you've got to go out of your way to ask people to help you with reviews and testimonials, whether they be written or video. But let me tell you, a half a dozen or a dozen video reviews on your website is a hell of a lot more powerful than 10 dozen written ones because people are somewhat skeptical and they're thinking, well, these written ones, it could have been friends, relatives, mm-hmm. you know, that could have been bought. Video reviews are hard. They're harder to come by. You know, they, you can and then no one's going to watch them all anyway. But seeing a bunch of them is that social proof that yeah. that's going to help you prove that your services are real, you know, that you do help people lose weight or you do help people solve their, uh, you know, headache problems or whatever the solutions that your folks are doing out there. Yeah. And then so also you can repurpose those onto social media. I know with my clients and stuff like that, like so kind of helps us figure out like, oh, who should we even interview for the podcast? Because you you want to put those people in front of your ideal clients. You want to show them, hey, I got this person from step one, where say it's an ACL tear or say it's like, you know, we're dealing with sciatica pain and, you know, now they're, they're step 10 now or stage, stage 10, whatever, to where they're running the half marathon fine, you know, everything like that. And they're able to come on the podcast and talk about that. And then that's just a walking testimonial that goes out and it it doesn't stop. Right. It's 365 days and you know, it's, it's on there for 24 seven and it just lives there. And now if someone goes to look up, Hey, sciatic pain on, on a podcast or on YouTube or on even some, you know, Instagram, they see this person pop up and then they're like, oh, this person helped it. All right, let me go see them. Exactly, exactly. And I've got, I, I have clients that are podcasters, by the way, that use our incentives to promote people to, you know, to come listen to the show. And they're giving away, you know, sometimes they're giving away somebody's incentives at the end of the live show, you know, do this, do the following. So, you know, ask them to jump, ask them to take a couple of steps, share this on Facebook and you might win and so on and so forth. So they're getting people to, to help spread the word about their podcast. I'll help people grow their Facebook group from zero to 10,000 members in less than 90 days with, by running these travel contests. This week, we're giving away a trip to Las Vegas for every 20 people you invite to join our group. You know, you could get, you get a chance to win you know, the trip to Las Vegas this week. Next week, we're giving away Cancun, Mexico. And, you know, as you grow that Facebook group, what do you do with it? Now you're going to monetize it. You're going to, you're the expert. You're the authority in that Facebook group. You're the one talking about the, the solutions to sciatic nerve pain. You're in that group. You know, you, you're you the solution. Book an appointment with me. We'll talk through how, you know, we can solve this for you, for your mom, for your brother. And uh, those are just some of the ways that these incentives, if, you, if you've got a little bit of creativity, you can find ways to play with these incentives 
to uh, get people to take action. Whatever simple thing you want to do, like join a Facebook group or participate or share your message or refer you to other possible clients or patients, et cetera. Awesome. So let's talk like, again, let's go back to your business. And we were talking about scaling a little bit is like, what do you think is the most important? Because we talked before the people that are listening, they're between like one and five years of being in business. What do you think is one important thing that you kind of learned? Cause you have, you have a very vast knowledge of business that um, could help them. Well, right now technology is it's one of the best times in, in ever to be in business for yourself, because whether you are a brick and mortar operation or a strictly you know home based online business one you can you know easily today there's technology to build some amazing looking websites very affordably there's technology for automation that you need to have we do by the way we do offer that as well but there's a million companies that have automation so you need it regardless of where you get it you got to spend the money to do it so you've got to be able to generate leads and automate the email, text messaging, voicemail, broadcasting, different ideas to follow up with those clients. Lastly, I think one of the big mistakes that too many entrepreneurs make, especially the new, you know, the, the, the young entrepreneur, and I say young, I say like you one to five years, like you said, where we yeah. are, we're wanting to kind of do it all ourselves and we don't let anything go. <laughs> we feel like we feel like nobody can do it better than me. Nobody cares enough about the, my business as I do. So yeah. plus, plus, I really can't afford to hire anybody. So I'm going to do it all. And that mentality will keep you small. So you've got to reinvest the money coming in into outsourcing. Mm -hmm. Find yourself some assistance. Get yep. some virtual assistance uh, if need be overseas or you know yeah. in your neighborhood but yeah. you need to delegate anything that you do over and over and over if you do it every day then it should be a business process that you can eventually delegate put it in somebody else's hands to do expect them to do it right and yeah. you know measure monitor but then you can go on to the next big challenge and you can be looking at your business from 30,000 feet above and you can be solving problems and growing the business, which you can't do if you're bogged down with the daily stuff. If you're the one writing all the emails, updating your own website, if you're the one updating your database, if you're the one doing the, you know, the banking statement, if you're, if you're everything, then you're a small business and you're going to stay that way. So you've got to get a team around you of people that are better and smarter than you as well, by the way at least on the subjects that you are not great at. Mm -hmm. So I can't build a website myself. I hire people for that. I, yeah. I don't know how to set up the automation on the platform that I actually sell. I have a pro program called Automation Booster, and I can't set that all up. But I have you know hundreds of clients, and I've got a team of people that will help that client set up their automation, set up their calendars, set up their, you know, their, their workflows. But the point is, I could have bought the software and tried to do it all myself or hire someone to help me get it done. And it's kind of, it can be, it can feel expensive at the beginning. Oh my God, I, I'm barely making money and I'm reinvesting it into this. But it's the only way to start scaling is to in, hire people to do what you're not good at so that you can focus on whatever it is you're best at, which is either talking to the patients, selling the mm -hmm. patients, 
marketing for the new patient, whatever it is your expertise is, that's what you need to focus on and delegate everything else. I think that 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 is the gold mine of this whole this whole podcast right there is just that like because even when you do get to delegating, you're gonna even have to delegate whatever you're doing right right at the time, right? Like like I'm on sales calls and stuff, and you know even then there's gonna become a point in my life where I'm gonna have to delegate those sales calls because I need to do what I need to do to grow grow the business, right? And that's why like working on teaching that and, and forming your systems, like you were saying process, like even if you're just starting, like I'm not saying I'm going to do this right away is delegate my sales calls out, but I know down the line I'm going to need to. So start forming those processes now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and consider, I mean, I've got a hundred agents in the Philippines. I've got IT staff in India. I've got IT staff in Australia. I've got IT staff in the United States. I've got management in the U.S. We're literally around the world with yeah. with people now, and almost everybody's a home based agents. And you know, it's where the technology allows that today, where you don't need the big expensive offices to to be able to outsource your bookkeeper, your your accounting, your sales staff, your whatever. Your appointment setters, you know, can be done by by people in the you know in, in the Philippines or what have you. Yeah. Uh, and and in the end, you know, you're you're helping people. And these people, those salaries you'd be paying to someone in the Philippines might be a little bit cheaper than the U.S., but their work ethic is unbelievable. They're willing to, you know, they're they're working mm-hmm. very very hard, and the salaries you're paying them is huge compared to what they're making elsewhere and what's available to them in the Philippines. So they're yeah. thrilled to work for you. Unlike hiring somebody in the in the U.S. these days, and you know if they're not getting twenty five dollars an hour, they're not happy. And even if they are getting twenty five bucks an hour, they don't want to do it. You know, they're like lazy and. I mean, I've just been so frustrated with hiring people in the U.S. for the last few years. I hate to put it that way, but but um, it's hard to find quality people in our own. And I never used to be that way in the years past. But yeah, I've just found that outsourcing is, uh, well, bottom line is regardless of where you find your help, you've got to build a team around you so that you can keep focusing on the next big picture so that you can be networking with with other other smart business people and finding more bringing the next opportunity your way but you mm-hmm. won't you you won't even see that if you're bogged down with all the details yeah like i'm going to tennessee this week uh thursday i'm going to a business conference but uh they're networking you know Right. And if you were bogged down with too much of details of editing your own podcast, yeah. well, you know, if you were doing everything yourself, you'd be like, I can't, I can't afford to take time to go to that conference. And so, boop, who knows who you're going to meet there? Who knows how big they what opportunity might come your way, you know? And exactly. Uh, yeah. So you've got to, you've got to be able to delegate the work and, and it's not an easy task, but it's imperative. Yeah. And, and my team, I mean, my team is awesome. They're listening to this right now, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, I can, I can go do that. I can go away and know like my business is still running because of that, because I, you know, yeah. One of my goals this year was to be on as many as three podcasts. uh, Well, actually my goal originally was to be on one podcast a day. 
okay. and you know, interviewed by other podcasters yeah. like you and get this my story out, my product and without always doing paid advertising. Yeah. And uh, so I had, you know, originally I was doing it. I came up with the business process. This is what I do. This is how I do it over and over. I'm on this site and that site. Yeah. And now I've got three virtual assistants that are working on that. And now I'm doing three, typically as much as, as three podcasts a day. Okay. And it's really about all I'm doing. I'm enjoying these podcasts. I'm telling my story. I'm sharing it with other business owners how to yeah. grow it. And I'm monitoring the rest of my businesses with the people that report to me directly that are that I've delegated all the work to. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's fun. And by the way, podcasting is another very strong tool these days, folks. If get yourself interviewed on podcasts, you know, if you're an expert on this or that yeah. or the other, it's a great solution to help get your word out there. So let's talk about that because... This kind of is mainly about like the podcasts and it's meta podcasting about podcasting. But uh, why do you prioritize that? Like, when did you discover like, oh, podcasts, I need to get on podcasts as, like, as a guest. I just wanted to test it originally. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody who originally came up with, because I do webinars all the time for my organization. I have a Facebook group with about almost 28,000 members in the Facebook group, all business owners. And it's a free group and the idea is there. We're always sharing ideas on all types of stuff, marketing tips and how to grow your business. And of course, how to use our marketing boost incentives. Yeah. And uh, so I have hours and hours of these video trainings that I've done by interviewing people and experts in the field of sales, business, marketing. And someone said, well, you know, was talking, trying to talk me into repurposing all of that video content as a, a podcast, as a podcast yeah. show and start my own podcast. Yeah. And they wanted to charge me, I don't remember how many tens of thousands of dollars to, to, to repurpose <laughs> my thing and help me build a podcast show and the whole yeah. works. And I'm like, sounds like a good idea, but you know, it's a lot of work to start a whole new business of being a podcaster. But uh, I said, well, I should try being interviewed on other podcasts first and see how that goes. Yeah. And so I reached out and started, you know, to get myself interviewed on other shows. And, and I saw the results right away. I saw people, you know, they, if the audience was big enough, then I was going to get people visiting my site immediately after the show was broadcast. And, yeah. and additional business was coming my way from that. And I'm like, this is, this is cool. This is a great way to get the word out about my business without advertising. Mm-hmm. And I'm helping other business owners find out about how they can use incentives versus discounting. And so it's been good overall for my business. And, and then I'm like, well, if I'm gonna if, if one a day works, then two would work even better. <laughs> it's kind of what you said about the ads, you know. Oh, it's working. All right, let's put some more, put, put some, some more, more fuel. Yeah, it. put some more effort behind it. And now I plan on launching my own podcast soon as well. All so right, I will, doing, I will be doing a podcast. I will be doing that repurposing of all the other content. That's and good. And I will be, and I will be putting a show on where I'm interviewing again experts in business to help my audience with whatever it is they do. And of course, I'll be promoting my own products on my own show. But it's a it's a, it's a a process to put all that together. But again, I will be hiring people to help me all of those steps of the way because there's there's production, there's editing, there's, you know, Marketing. the team that's going to be helping yeah. me find quality people to be interviewing. So it's, a, it's an investment in time and money, but hopefully I can make it work. Well, I'm going to hit the hype button for you uh, taking initiative to launch your podcast. So let's do that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You, you, yeah, you reminded me of, of something there. If I can keep on going, Nathan, on another, okay, go. Go for it. another tip for business owners. Yeah. Too many of us now are for good or for bad. We're work from home, right? 
We're yeah. all so many of us entrepreneurs. We're all now many of us are home based businesses or even when we work for somebody else, often many of us are working from home now. And the bad part about that is we don't have that human interaction. We don't have anybody. You know, there's nobody to give you kudos anymore when you do something well. So you're on your own. And I have over here for me. Yeah. I've got my little bell. And I'm ringing my own little success bell when I have my, when I hit whatever my successes are for the yeah. day. I'm like, there's some money coming in, cha-ching, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's a win. There's a win. No, I'm, no one else is going to pat me on the back around here. So I'm yep. going to do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got to pump yourself up because you don't have the same, you don't have the same interactions you had at the office when you're bumping into friends and the manager come in and high five you. Or yeah. Doesn't exist anymore. So nope. who else is going to pump you up but yourself? Yep. That's why I have the hype button. Whenever I make a sale, I hit it, you know, I like it. and uh, even when my clients like have success in their business or anything, they, they send me messages. I just hit the hype button. Well, now they have their own. I sent them yeah. their own, but you know, I hit it for them because, you know, we need to celebrate with each other, right? Yeah. Uh, the big wins, the small wins, you know, everything. But I wanted to bring it back to when you were talking about being a guest on podcast. So when when it releases, how you how are you tracking the success of like that pod, like being a guest on that podcast? You know, I'm not even really worrying about that much yet okay. as far as tracking the individual okay. successes from different shows. Got it. I haven't been, you know, when, when you right now, this is just I just started this in January as far as trying to get interviewed oh. on multiple shows. Next Got thing it. I know, I'm doing two and three shows. So I'm not betting to see, you know, how big is their audience? You know, yeah. I'm only, like I'm only going to do the show if you have 10,000 downloads or you know, I'm just thrilled to be invited on anybody's show and whether they've got, you know, one person to no, no audience yet or tens of thousands. It's part of the process of my own learning curve as well to get better at speaking and better at helping others to um, reach their goals. So I haven't been monitoring that. Maybe you could actually share with me good ways to do that, to track that. Yeah, I definitely can. Um, I can share with you after this or or how, how have you, but um, let's... Let's kind of trying to think of where, where we're going to head with this. Um, what? So, okay, you you said that you, you know you help people with selling and lead generation. So, what is one tip that you could give about selling? Well, in sales, I come from old school training. One of my very first books that I remember reading was Zig Ziglar's. You know, yeah, uh, Zig Ziglar. Yeah, his whole series of books and the message that comes through loud and clear throughout all of Zig Ziglar's books is if you can help, you know, I'm paraphrasing his main line, but if you can help enough other people get what they want, then you'll get what you want. So mm. sales is about listening with both ears and talking with one mouth in the sense that you've got to ask enough questions. You've got to listen to your client to find out exactly what need they have and is your is your product or service actually a good fit. And if you actually do have the solution for them and you honestly believe and that, you know, you're here to help them with that solution. And then if you're believing in it and you know how to persuade them to that and you feel, you know, you can sleep at night knowing that you're persuading them to take action with you because you really are going to solve their, their, their problem or fix their, or be a solution to them so that they can get what they want. So yeah. if they're getting what they want, you're going to get what you want, which means you're going to get more sales. 
and you're going to have the revenue that you're looking for. But the, you've got to have two things set right. One, you know, don't just be selling to sell because if yes. your product is not a good solution for that particular client, then you probably shouldn't sell it to them. You should be referring them to somebody who might be a better solution. Uh, you know, and yeah, if I don't have the best solution for you, you know what? I, I don't, but I know somebody who does have the good solution for you and you should go away. That's going to bring you more referrals and more credibility than, than trying to close them on something that may not be the best fit for them. Man, yep. you're, when you do that, you're often you're going to get the client to say, no, I want to get it from you. <laughs> yeah. Then, and then you're like, all right, cool. I'm all good. right, cool. Yeah. So you're, you know, by, by, by just pushing it away. And then, of course, you've got to come up with when you do have that good, perfect fit, you do have to learn to overcome objections and you do have to learn how to ask for the order. And you um, do have to learn, you know, nobody, everybody, most people are afraid of sales. Most people really get nervous about sales. And I'm not a salesman. I wasn't born a salesman like my sister, like my brother. He's a born <laughs> salesman. You know, he can yada, yada. He's got the gift of gab. Yeah. And you're like, I'll never be that salesperson. But it's trainable. It's something you can learn. You do have to Practice. maybe read books. You do have to, re, you know, take some webinars and what have you. You do have to practice your lines. As a salesman, you are an actor on stage when the curtain, when the Zoom call starts, the, you know, the, yeah. the, the show started. And you need to know your lines. And of course, you got to have the right heart. Like I mentioned before, you yes. got to have the right intentions. But all intentions aside, if you don't, if you, you, you still need to know your lines, you still need to know your presentation, you still need to know how to overcome objections, you still need to know how to influence people into into making the right decision. If it's the right decision, then to persuade them to take that action today mm -hmm. versus tomorrow, because everybody would prefer to procrastinate and say, let's do this next week. And so, you you know, the odds are once you accept that they're going to do it next week, the odds are they're going to drop off and you're going to be chasing them down forever instead of talking to new clients so or new patients or whatever it might be so uh you got to not be learn to not be afraid to ask for the order overcoming the objection ask for the order again and literally learn to close and not be afraid of that if your product is the right solution for that client then you should not be afraid to ask for the order and overcome the objection and ask for the order again. Uh, and sometimes ask for the order three and four times. It's like, you literally can be like, look, I don't understand, you know, you need to believe in your product though. And you need to know your lines. You need to know how to yep. overcome objections. I can't do that in a 10 second call here, but but um, sales is a learned skill and it works for those that believe in their product or service and actually are listening with, to, you know, actually solving problems for the client yeah if your product fits those fits the need then you deserve to ask for the order if you're actually you know you if you really are the solution then why not overcome the objection and ask for the order again you're there to solve their problem and you're there to also save some of your own time you don't want to be coming back next week and chasing them down three times you want to be the expert the authority that i don't have time for follow-ups you know this is how busy this is how my time is yeah. worth tons of money and I don't have time to come back over and over. So I will offer, you know, I, this is what I do. Um, and if you take action today, I'm going to throw in a bonus trip to Cancun, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It went full circle. <laughs> That's where the scarcity and urgency comes in. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. You know, and then what I do too is I, I record them 
and I rewatch them. And then I'm like watching the patterns of like when I said a question versus a reaction, you know, things like that. It's, I, I literally, it's practice. Like, I was like, it's like you, you gotta, you gotta put the hours in to get good. Right. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen, you know, with, and if you're not the right person for it, delegate it. Yes. Find your yes. salesperson. Yeah. If you can't figure it out or you're nervous or you just don't, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what business you're in, you got to learn to sell. Because yeah. sooner or later, your patient is talking to you or your client or whatever. Sooner or later, you're the one in front of them and you're the one that's going to be able to upsell them into what they truly need, which is the, the next level, the next the next service that yeah. you can provide. So, you know, you might have what I call in the sales business, a tripwire where you're yeah. selling something to get them in the door. You're selling that first appointment. You're selling the the dentist sells the teeth whitening to get them in the door. And then once they're in the door, I got to get you, you know, upgraded into you need a crown. You need this. You need a whole new set of teeth. You need whatever. And now you've got. <laughs> you it's like the car mechanic. You, you, need, you need, I don't know, you need plastic surgery. You need everything, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You poor soul, I can't do much to fix your ugly face, but we can try. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm just kidding. But but the point is, at some point, you're the salesman. And so you want to, you know, you want to, you do need to get good at it. I don't care what business you're in, you're in sales. Yeah. Um, But it's okay to delegate it and have people around you that that are better than you at it. And, uh, And so be it. Well, Carlos, Marco, I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. So this is towards the end of my podcast now. Or so my listeners know that this is where we bust out three uh, questions from our things called pod decks. This kind of just helps us dive a little more into you. They're random generated. So uh, you ready? Ready. All right. What is the nicest thing a stranger has done for you? Nicest thing a stranger has done for me. Yeah. Uh, or... If you can't think of one, what is something that you have done for a stranger? Well, I have uh, I've written a check to a guy once for uh, you know homeless individual, and not a yeah. check. I, I gave him cash. Yeah, and but I gave it to him on that I little by little. I, I gave him you know it's like I, I wanted to see him improve and not just go use it for drinking. Yeah, and uh, to go buy some clothes and get him you know that kind of thing. And uh, he was in the neighborhood. I was I was in, in uh, San Diego, where there's homeless everywhere. And uh, I was there, going to be there for like a month in a hotel there. And I'm like, you know, I keep seeing the same same people everywhere. But this one guy, I don't know what it is that hit me about him. And I saw, I just wanted to see him improve. Says, look, there's a you know store around the corner there that sells used clothing and whatnot. So if you'll use some of this money to get you some some fresher clothes, I'll give you more money tomorrow. You know, so we'll see. So I just watched him improve a little bit and gave him more money like every uh, every week there. And I don't know what happened to his life after I left, but I was just hoping to see him um, get more pride in himself and how he looks. And yeah. who, who knows where he would go from there. So. No, I mean, that that's that's all it takes sometimes, you know, is someone to take a chance on somebody to say, like, hey, I believe in you. Right. You can do more than. Yeah, you can do more than just sit in the tent over here and waste your day all day here. So yeah, so um, and even if you do, you know, be be prouder at it. If you're just going to sit in the tent all day, at least look better when you're walking down the street. Yeah. So yeah. Gotcha. Um, So 
Here's a good one now. Do you have an area of your life that you are never satisfied with? I'm never satisfied with how much learning I can do. And one of my favorite lines yes. is, one of my favorite lines is, well, a lot of people have told me I look like that guy from the Dos Equis commercials. So I've got some, <laughs> I've got some campaigns around me. I don't always use marketing boost. I mean, I don't always use incentives, but when I do, it's marketing boost. So my favorite line at the end of that is stay thirsty, my friends. And I'm referring to staying thirsty for knowledge, stay thirsty for learning. In today's world, it's so easy to get audio books, to get YouTube videos, to get, uh, you know, uh, just to continue learning about something. And that's my where I'm never satisfied there is keep learning. Okay, last one. This one's interesting. What is one treasured possession in your house? My boat. So it's actually outside of my house. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Captain. My boat. So Captain Marco. Yeah. When I'm not, when I'm not working, I'm trying to be on the boat, working on the boat, cleaning the boat, getting the boat ready for the next trip and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, Do you fish? I'm not much of a fisherman actually. Okay. So I'm either, I mean, I'm either going to be on the sailboat or on the big trawler powerboat. So it's one of those two out there. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, Marco. Well, I just want to thank you for coming on podcast for the listeners that kind of resonated with your message today. And they feel like, Hey, I want to take the next step with Marco. How can they do that? Just go to marketingboost.com. Sign up for a seven day free trial. And uh, it's only $37 a month after that. So it's a no brainer to give us a shot or go to our Facebook and search marketing books and join our group for free. Perfect. Thank you again for coming on. And for listeners, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the podcast for more episodes. Peace, guys. For more inspiring conversations like this one, I invite you to join my free Facebook group, Healthcare Hacks and Connections. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, be sure to follow our socials on Instagram, the podcast underscore doc and Nate Novice on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.